podcast. podcast. Do do Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Boop, oh, boop. yeah, that's a Did you get enough rings? I think so, yeah. Okay, good. How many? Two. Only two? Yeah. That seems so long. Uh, well, I mean, two's fine. I would prefer, like, three, to be honest. Yeah, I thought it was going to go to voicemail. I was, like, trying to give you as much time as possible, and then I, like, stopped. So I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, everyone. You're listening to Hoes from Dalco. This is a morning edition. This is yeah. a morning news talk radio, so it's going to be, yeah. like, it's going to be, like, Sunday really morning. subdued. Yeah. Sunday morning news. So early Sunday morning Monday morning. No, it's Sunday morning. I was Actually just. I have a copy of the, the Colorado's Gazette Sunday morning. I was like um, referencing. I, yeah, that made me think of Nancy Pelosi's like, good morning. It was like, she goes like, good morning, Sunday, Sunday morning. Or she goes like, Monday morning. I forget what that was. I don't know. I haven't heard that. Hold on now. Let me. Getting like surprise face rubs from my cat who never gives me face rubs. I wonder, I wonder if she did something bad. It's uh because you're on the phone with me. Cause she, cause she's like, oh, like this, that's the best person in the world, like that. Who knows? Oh yeah, no, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, she said good morning Sunday morning, and it became like a meme. <laughs> I don't know that one. All right, I'm gonna play it. There's something. Oh, I have oh shit! Goddamn ads! I'm fucking. Ads. Okay. Damn it. No, I don't want YouTube TV. I don't want it. Stop asking me. The day that we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But to be clear, you're not taking any arrows out of your quiver. You're not voting. The the day that we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But to be clear, you're not taking any arrows out of your quiver. You're not ruling anything out. Good morning. Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> she just in the middle of an interview, she goes, "Good morning, Sunday morning." In the, in the middle of an interview, and cool. it be, it became like this huge meme. But like, this was like a really shit fucking clip that I just played for you. Like, there was all kinds of crazy noise in that. Anyway. Well, next time do better. <clears throat> I'm glad we went off on a. Stupid tangent. That's very. Welcome to this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're talking about uh Conan O'Brien this episode. I, yeah, I am surprised that we have never done Conan O'Brien. So. I should double check actually that we've never, but I don't think we had. I don't um, think if we. We did. We should actually talk about Mayor of Town because I finally watched it. Mayor, oh, oh, Mayor of Easttown. Yeah. 
you finally watched it. Whoa. You, uh, th- good for I, you. I, I know. Thank you. I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Making big strides. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so happy for you. I had so much fun when that show was on. I'm so happy you went through the Mayor of Easttown universe. It's a murder mystery about, like, missing teenage girls, and I fucking cracked up the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you sent me the Dirter Murder um, Yeah, so I don't clip. even... Oh, because... So, it's... I guess, like, my coworkers are becoming, you know, comfortable enough with me now that they straight up make fun of my accent constantly. Especially water. Like, I, and, you know, at work, I have, I, I'm a vet tech. I have to say it all the time. Well, <laughs> like, so like, you're... saying H2O. I'm telling you, you're going to stop saying water and you're going to start saying water. That's what I happened to me. Tried. What's that? I have tried. I have tried at, like, throughout my adult life. You've but only been there. I, it's just so hard. You've only been there a year. It'll happen. Because people saying, like, what every time you say water, like... It's it, so annoying. It's, and now everyone repeats it. Everyone. Yeah. It's and the most annoying shit ever. Um, it's funny, like, it is, but it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I like, I like, I like representing. Yeah, but like it'll get so annoying, people saying, like, either being, like, not knowing what you said, or being, or just, bla- or they just make fun of you, like, you're, uh, you're, like, a retard or something, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, like, and then you just get so sick of that, that you, like, you, I, I can't even, I say water, I can, I can still say, I can't say water ice sounds fucking dumb to me. I have to say water yeah. ice. But I, I say water naturally now. Like, I don't say water anymore. Yeah, when I'm not thinking about it, I say water. If I'm thinking about it, I say water. But it is awkward every time. Yeah, I'm, like, uh way past that because like mm. i mean god i've been back in philly for like 20 years but i still say water and yeah, and i uh and i blame cincinnati ohio for that because i lived there for five years and like yeah i would say after a year i was so sick of people saying shit about it that i like literally yeah. trained myself to say actually we didn't even our last episode the way of water you, you would have heard me say water the whole episode and Marine say water. So there water, you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, around the age that, you know, I guess I was slightly older than you, but I had a boss at my first job out of college who, like, said to me that I needed to work on my accent. Like, my accent was too thick and to say water. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I've done it, I think, at points in my life, but it always goes back. And I have to, if I'm not paying attention, it just goes back. Um, yeah, well, he was just calling you white trash, your boss. Well, no shit. I mean, he's a fucking but he's a gem. Um, we, I mean, the Delco accent is considered white trash, and like, mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I would I love. I was just checking if we did an episode on Mayor of Easttown, which we didn't, but I'm sure we talked yeah. about it. But um, what I loved about Mayor of Easttown, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it, but um, like at the end of the day. Like, everyone was like, oh, it's so cool. It's, like, about Delco. I'm like, dude, that was so insulting to us. Yeah. First off, there yeah. is an actual retarded person in the show. Second off, it's about cousins <laughs> fucking each other. 
<laughs> like, yeah, and, and that's just stuff that's like under one underage, one adult married with like his own children. Like, you know. <laughs> I was like, they basically called us inbred freaks. Mm-hmm. That's what the show's yeah. about. People from Delco are yeah. inbred white trash freaks. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and everyone's always cheating. Always cheating. Um, but uh i really did i admired everyone's accents on the show and stuff and i my favorite character was probably mayor's mom yeah she was she's so helpful yeah she, she's perfect she reminded me of my own mother like <laughs> she does remind me of your mom yeah <laughs> so i was like really and i love that she was like best oh no the priest was her cousin because there was always a priest over. Yeah. I was like, oh my always God. Always a priest over. Yeah, everyone was drinking. The priest is also drinking. Like, always a priest over. And like, the, but I mean, even like the wife of the, um, I don't remember their names ever in church. Yeah, the wife same. of the guy who was, you know, sleeping with his little cousin. Uh-huh. Um, she's so don't go to me too. Like, just like the way that she looks, like her Irish. Yeah. Just so delta. Good point. She was like that. Her um, performance was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Like Delco women are all kind of like slightly ugly and look like they've been through it, but there's like a beauty yeah, to them. <laughs> yes, because because it's like yeah, you know, like we're not fucking wearing makeup. Our hair's like in a messy ponytail, but like that's there. You know what I mean? It's like you don't need to because we are naturally pretty we just might have been through it <laughs> seriously <laughs> like yeah we never you know we didn't have to have big hair <laughs> um oh yeah and also i did want to say best accent actually i thought was um the detective uh zabel i actually remembered his name and i can't remember the freaking actor's name I can never remember that actor's name. And I should, because he's awesome. American Horror Story and yeah. also played Jeffy Dahmer, yes. Evan he, Peters. I agree. I loved watching him do the Dalco accent. I did. I thought he was perfect. Yeah. Um, there were certain things, though, that I thought were, like, over-exaggerated in a lot of their accents. Like, hey. Definitely. <laughs> we don't fucking say that. What was it? What was it? Home. Like, Home. Hey, like they would. Oh, they, they can't like, do it. Over exaggerated, yeah. especially Kate Winslet. Yes, like, like we. I thought I thought it was fair. Like they all did a great job, but their home and phone, like they all over exaggerated that. Like we do I say home and phone. We do say home and phone, but no, it's like it's not, not home or phone. But <laughs> home and phone. <laughs> it's just so it's too weird for them. I know. Well, because I I like have been thinking about it a lot, and it's like there's a lot of inconsistencies in our accent like you murdered my daughter like you would think that someone would say you murdered my daughter like you would say them the same right if you were like an murdered actor, my like, daughter no i don't say right? daughter you there's murdered a... my daughter right? yeah like, i would say daughter there's there's things like that and it's it is it's confusing i guess i can see that now yeah well, I also love, like, listening to the making of and, like, how much yeah. they spent with, like, dialect coaches and shit. I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, that's why, yeah, exactly. So I had sent you that video of Kate Winslet doing that interview, and she was talking about um, some internet show that did a reaction. SNL. Episodes or whatever. What is it? SNL did did a skit. Is oh, that... no. Like, oh, I they... send you, there was, like, an internet show. 
Oh, I didn't know. She was talking about that. Did, yeah, she was like, in that interview that I sent you, she okay. says, Kate Winslet says, watch the blah, blah, blah show episode about episode five of Mirror of Town. And it's, I think the one woman has to be from Delco. And then it's like a, like a British guy. And they're doing a reaction to episode five, which is when the detective gets shot. Oh, I'm going to have to. Okay, when you sent me the video, I literally just thought it was the SNL skit, and I was like, oh, I already saw that, and I didn't oh, listen no, to it. In an interview with Kate Winslet, like, I, I thought it was really interesting, oh, okay. and then I went and found that episode that she was talking about and watched it, and I think, because what she says in the interview is, um, go, like, go watch this. She was like, I've never felt so validated as an actor as, like, watching this, like, reaction show or whatever. Uh, to oh, cool. Here. Okay, I'm gonna but, watch yeah, it's that. Like, you can tell she's like, it was hard for her to do the accent. <laughs> Which is funny because I've said this before. I really think there's a link between like a British accent and a Delco accent. Which yes, is. Yes, and that's one of the things I noticed watching the show. Yeah, that's what I think is. It's so weird, and everyone looks at me sideways whenever I say that, mm-hmm. but oh. I think there's a connection there. And yeah, there's like a weird southern twang. There's like a weird British accent thing, which is interesting because when I actually first moved here, I was working with this British girl, but she's lived in America for years, so like uh-huh. she's losing her accent, but she sounded, I thought, more like me. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh my god. That's good. Um, oh, I one actually accent thing that happened to me recently. So I started this new job, and yeah. um. Oh, Oh, it's great. We'll we'll talk about it more in the Patreon episode. Yeah. Um, but the uh if you want to join our Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash two host number two, two hosts from Telco. Uh please, you know, five dollars a month and we do an exclusive Patreon episode and then maybe one day we'll buy a microphone with all your support. So God bless you. And <laughs> um anyway, with uh this new job or whatever, we're on Lancaster Avenue, okay? Yeah. And I work Wayne. in Wayne. And great. Now I've just, do- I've just doxed myself. Now all kinds of creeps are going to come to this frame shop. Whatever. If you come in, you better buy something. <clears throat> so, um, or we're going to ask you to leave because that's how frame shops work. Um, but anyway, the, uh, the other person I work with is from Lancaster. And um, he noticed the way that I said Lancaster, and he was like, why do you say Lancaster? It's Lancaster. I say Lancaster, too. Shit. Okay, so that's so weird to me. People say Lancaster. Well, my mom... On the radio, like, milk from Lancaster County. And you say Lancaster. I say Lancaster. I think I've said... I don't know. Maybe I've gone back and forth, but I would say Lancaster. I say Lancaster. Yeah, I've heard it both ways. So, well, anyway, he was like, that's wrong. And he was like, you need to learn how to say it because you work on Lancaster Avenue. And again, I'm not even saying it right, but I could not say it the way he was saying it. And be, far be it for me to argue with a person who's literally from Lancaster or how to say Lancaster. So I'm not going there. But I'm just saying, I was like, what the fuck? I never even knew I was saying it weird. And then I was talking to my mom and my mom says it just like me. Like, um, actually, as you're talking, I'm realizing, I feel like I would say like, I'm going out to Lancaster, but I would say Lancaster Avenue. <laughs> Wait, I didn't even hear the difference in what you just said. Wait. I thought like Lancaster. Lancaster. Like I would go out to Lancaster, but okay. if I had to go to your shop, I would go to Lancaster Avenue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting it now. All right. So it's like, yeah. you don't pronounce, you just don't pronounce shit. 
the first time. Yeah, it's like the first time is like just like the super, which I always say the ultimate hallmark of the Delco accent is it's a lazy talker. You're a lazy talker. So yeah, Lancaster. Like, what? Lancaster. Like, well, I think it yeah. sounds hickish. Lancaster, mm. to say it like that. Mm, like Lancaster. Yeah, yeah. Lancaster. Like sounds like hickish yeah. to me. And then Lancaster, you know, just sounds, I guess that it's overly pronounced. It's weird. But yeah, that's my mom's from West Philly. That's how she says it. So I don't know. Yeah. Southwest Philly, but whatever. Um, anyway, okay, well, that was just a weird accent thing recently. And I don't think I'll ever be able to say it uh, correctly. So I'm going to annoy the hell out of my coworker. Yeah. Uh, disrespecting, have to deal with it. disrespecting yeah. his hometown. <laughs> um, maybe it's because I'm from Lansdowne which Lansdowne you always have to be like really hard on the A or people think you're saying Lansdale I don't mm, know yeah. Lansdowne I'm really Lansdowne. it's a really hard A Lansdowne Avenue and so it's Lancaster because I'm saying Lancaster. I'm from Lansdowne Lancaster, Lancaster Avenue whatever Let's talk about Conan O'Brien, okay? Okay. Um, so I was like, I, I just looked through our, our archive. So we're on episode 67, and we've never talked about Conan O'Brien. I can't is, believe it. It's crazy, because it, it Conan is like so, like the base of our uh, com comedic friendship. <clears throat> I feel like we worshipped him in high school. Yep. And I go home and watch after school. And I feel like we're a part of a very like a niche fan base that is very much mm -hmm. like that, which are people in high school who stayed up late and watched Conan O'Brien yeah. in the nineties. Right. In the nineties. That we're there's like and and there's like a it's all it's a strong group of teenagers that have this specific high school experience and Conan yeah. O'Brien is a part of that. Right. Uh <laughs> so it's kind of no, like too like I would watch Conan with and they did this it was like yeah they watched Conan in the 90s when they stayed up late at school I like yeah. yeah I mean Conan's responsible for me being like so fucking tired at school <laughs> like um and uh but I so I was thinking about it because I just recently watched his like documentary um what the hell is it called? I don't know. It's like Conan O'Brien documentary. I think it's it's like Get Out or some shit. Oh, yeah. oh can't stop. Mm. Um. <clears throat> so, anyway, I was watching this. I wanted to watch this documentary. Do you know about this documentary, Marine? No, I do now, but no, I did not before. Okay, I really, as a Conan O'Brien fan, I don't know if you should watch it. So, really, really, very intriguing. So I watched it because, uh, you know, there was the late night feud, the yeah. late night feud, uh, where between him and Jay Leno and then like he, whatever, he got seriously screwed. That was like so messed up. You remember how that all happened, right? Um, I forgot about that, but yeah, I kind of, you know, I vaguely remember that he was supposed to get like a thoughts or whatever and he got screwed out of it yeah like so jay leno was going to retire and conan o'brien was going to take the earlier slot 
So he it, w- it wasn't going to be late night with Conan O'Brien anymore. Yeah. It was it'd be like I don't I don't know what the fuck the difference is, but those yeah, like the eleven o'clock. One. No, I no I remember. I forgot about all of that. Yeah. And and then NBC was like saying that, uh, like I don't know what the true story is, but it was between either Jay Leno retired and then he Jay Leno was like, you know what? I kind of missed my show. I kind of missed on my show. So that's my Jay Leno impression. And so it was either between that or they were like afraid that the ratings were going to drop because Conan O'Brien doesn't really appeal to like boomers. Like he appealed to like millennials or elder millennials or like Gen X people. But like older people, he didn't really appeal to. And they were afraid the ratings were going to drop with him in that time slot. So, um, and then they and and then I don't even know why they didn't even just give him his old. I th- I think because somebody else was already hired for the older slot, too. So like they were just like fuck you, Conan, basically. Yeah. And where you're at, or did he get off? Was he? He got offed completely. He got cut out completely. Did Did he get a new show though? Well, he did. He got a new show on like TBS. That's called Team Coco, um, which is not national TV or whatever. It's cable. I think it's basic yeah. cable. I, yeah, I didn't. I I don't. I didn't realize it was like ended that badly for him. Yeah, it was like pretty traumatic. I mean, I would say I do know. I read somewhere he got like a four million dollar settlement for it. Yeah, but um, you know, obviously, whatever you got a four million dollar settlement, but he likes doing talk shows and late night and like he's uh, he was like out of a job so yeah really depressing and what he decided to do was uh in the meantime because oh that was the other thing because they talk about this in the documentary like he's not he's also not allowed to appear on television for like a year oh shit yeah it was like really fucked up so so like what he decided to do was to take his show on the road so he did like a live show yeah across the country and and then this was gonna like soft launch into his tv show on tbs um so that's how it all went down and then so this is a documentary behind the scenes of uh the live show experience and going cross country with conan o'brien uh, and I would say it's actually, it's like a really, which I, I mean, Conan O'Brien's comedy, I always thought was like dark and sad. And I think that's why I like it. Would mm. you say the same thing? Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Obviously he suffers from depression, I think. And, uh, which makes him funny, but this was like, he just got like screwed and he's like desperately going on this, like road trip cross country live show thing that he doesn't normally do and he's really depressed so it's actually a pretty dark um movie like he's not in a good mood yeah and he's like he's like abusive want to watch it yeah maybe you want to watch it but like he's like abusive to his staff Oh shit. Yeah, it's not it's like kind of funny like cuz he's being funny. He's a comedian, but it's this kind of like com- like there's just this like sharp undertone of it where you're like I don't, he's not really kidding. Like he's like an asshole. 
Yeah. Dude, it was, like, weird. I actually, like, was, like, after I watched it, I was, like, I gotta see other people's, like, comments on this. And a lot of people said the same thing. They were, like, it was kind of hard to watch because he was such an asshole. Like, there was also a time where one of the backup singers, dancers, like, brought her family backstage to meet him or whatever. And yeah. they, like, met him, and he was, like, really gracious and nice and everything. And then they left, but he was, like, really tired. And he just starts yeah. complaining about having to meet, like, people's families. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was, like, really fucked up. And you're like, dude, like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, sorry, that's you're rich and is. famous, and, like... Yeah, that's what your job is. Yeah. That's why you need all I mean, and he was, like, he definitely, you could see he was exhausted. I mean, he's, like, he's, like, in this documentary, he's, like, 46 mm. years old, mm -hmm. you know, doing this shit. So, um, I definitely sympathize there. And I do think the way he channels his um, frustration is through jokes, his depression and shit. And so, I think yeah. he was doing that, but it was just so raw that it wasn't, like, it was, it, it came off like he's a fucking asshole. Like, I would never, I, before I would be like, I would love to meet Conan O'Brien. After watching this documentary, I would never want to meet him. Like, I would never, yeah. 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 Not, I mean, it's like depressing. Um, but <laughs> enough about that. He still makes me fucking laugh, though. The yeah. other thing is, he, mean, yeah. He's he, good at his job. <laughs> and he's definitely a performer. Like, um, and I think too, like he came out of like the whole, like, cause he used to write for the Simpsons. It was almost like we were, uh, yeah, we were primed. Yeah. He used to write for the Simpsons. We were like primed for Conan O'Brien from our childhood to late night TV for that type of comedy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, Andy Richter is like amazing. Like, and he's in the film and he, obviously he's on the road with him and he continually is gracious and just an awesome person. Oh. Yeah. Um, and he's hilarious and is, like, probably the only person who can, like, really play off of of um, Conan's, like, frustrations and, and dark humor. Like, mm. and really soften it, like, better than anyone else, I think. Like, uh, he's trained, obviously. Whereas, like, his assistants and stuff that he's shitty to, it just drags on and it's really fucking awkward and not funny. <laughs> Yeah, I can see how that would be uncomfortable to watch. But um, I also listened to I, I when his podcast Frank first came out, I was like, yes, and I start and I listened to it, and um, it it's definitely funnier than a lot of comedians' podcasts. But like then he like interviews like fucking lame people like Michelle Obama and stuff, and I'm just like, what oh. is this libtard shit? Like, what the fuck? Mm, yeah, I don't care yeah like who it. fucking cares about michelle obama like why are you interview? i don't know like I, don't know, and I, just, I would like i mean i if it was like her arms routine sure but other than that i don't really give a fuck <laughs> that was like <laughs> such a lib thing of you to say oh my god her arms are so fucking jacked, jacked. yeah what yeah. is her routine now um yeah if that, i'd be interested in that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, let me go to some of the reviews of this. Just to give you an idea that I'm not the only one. Okay, so this person was like, uh, the title of this review is, I'm not always fun to be around if I'm upset about something. 
I knew this would be a bit rough to watch because he was going through a tough time, but I was expecting some more comedy to balance it out. Sometimes comedians get their material from a dark place, but I didn't see him pulling that off too well here. I'm not always fun to be around if I'm upset about something, but I don't have people record it into a documentary either. I normally love Conan, don't get me wrong, although seeing the side of him was depressing. I was hoping to be uplifted or take some kind of message away from this. Instead, it showed him being borderline abusive to his staff. Uh, yeah because i was like i can't be the only person who's like conan o'brien is a comedian which is to say he's an actor he's not a god a saint a savior anything other than an actor i'm far from his number one fan but i will say he's got a right to speak out about anything he chooses just take it with a grain of salt if he chooses to be bitter about being booted from his place on television that's his prerogative this is a fucking dumb review sorry i kept reading that um (laughs) i thought i had been aware that he had had a bit of a bipolar demon that he fought with this touches on that a bit while he's generally a funny guy i was more struck with the moments in the show where you can see even though he was and is wealthy beyond what most people would dream of he struggles with depression okay great uh i think so it's okay I understand his exhaustion with the process and this whole tour was birthed out of anger, but he can be a bit of a prima donna, as you will see. Yeah, he's also like the center of the room always in the in behind the scenes. It's like really fucking weird. And he is like, does want to be waited on. Like, and, and it's like gross to see. Like, he is a, he's a rich dude who wants to be waited on. That's what he is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I shouldn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, it was like... It was, like, fucked up. And, like, and you're always, like, he's being funny, but it's also, like, I don't think he is. But uh, there was, like, really one, he was being interviewed at home, and his wife was, like, cooking in the kitchen behind him. And, like, she kept on, like, um, opening the stove, and it was, like, creaking. It's going, ee, ee. And it was, it was funny. Like, you noticed it before you even said anything. And then all of a sudden, he, like, turns around, you want to oil that? You want to oil that? And then he was like, oh, God, my wife's going to divorce me. And I live in the state of California. She's going to get everything. And, like, you know, it was funny. Uh, All right. Well, enough about this depression Conan shit. Let's talk about. No, I thought what, this was going to be funny. I, I just had to start. I just had to start there with the fact that I'm actually I don't think I'm a fan of Conan O'Brien anymore after watching this documentary mm-hmm. and then also having after listening to his podcast. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. Let's get to let's get into the nostalgia of this, which is what I think yeah. everyone really likes about Conan. I think it's a nostalgia. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, but what I when I first yeah, watched Conan, obviously was I was a teen, wait like up wait watching late night television. And I just like out of all late night TV, and I would say even today there has there is no late night television that was like as strange and like like just kind of like off kilter as the Conan O'Brien show. Like they did like weird surreal like skits mm-hmm. and and like and no one still does no one can even get close to that today even. Mm. Like I mean late night TV is like fucking lame as shit now. It's like I haven't- watched it probably since Conan like I haven't had reason to I don't watch it I just like sometimes see clips on like social media Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh god it's it's like Jimmy Fallon is like a fucking candy corn and like 
then there's like Jimmy Kimmel who's like such a bro fucking dumbass and then there's that fat guy who does the like karaoke um he does the car karaoke and now he's got a tv show and apparently he's straight but he seems fucking gay to me and he's rude to people who wait tables so fuck him um and he's not funny none of these people are fucking funny they're they're like saccharine interviewers that's it like at least david letterman like had cutting kind of interviews like um you know conan's interviews are like really nothing but you know they're funny like yeah, I, I always like his interviews they are they're they are a softer touch than like yeah wh- what do you like about conan's interviews i don't know i i guess i like like the way he is with the guests he is like a little bit so- like soft with them if that makes sense but yeah. like he's he does always make jokes and i feel like he like lets them be funny too right no, he's very, like, yeah, these other people don't do that with their guests. They just straight up fucking interview them. It's, like, so, like, boring. I don't get it. Like, why are you on TV? Um, <clears throat> yeah, and, like, uh, and he has, like, sticks that he does with everyone. Like, that he purrs at hot women, which today people would be like, that's sexist. But <laughs> right. Yeah. But, you know, you didn't grow up watching Looney Tunes and, like, having, like, a wolf with its eyes pop out and tongue roll down on the floor whenever it's all hot chick. So, you just don't get it, okay? It's funny. <laughs> yeah, right. That, exactly. I mean, exactly. Um, I like uh, in the year 2000, and I feel like he, I feel like he um, includes his guests in this Like, in he's the got, year like, a whole series. 2000. If you YouTube it, you can just, like, watch it. You gotta do the song. In the year 2000. And just, like, having the lights off in the studio, and they have flashlights. And they also gave themselves robes. They they had robes, too. Yes. Um, Which were really just blankets, like, thrown over them. The lo-fi is, like, a part of it, too. Like, you could yeah. write these skits and, and do them in your own house. Like, you know, like, um, <clears throat> like that creep dude that we would rent from Blockbuster that we, we t- I think we talked about him in the Legends episode, Delco Legends. Mm-hmm. Wait, what, who are you talking about? The guy who made up, uh, the Play- Play-Doh guy on SNL character. Um, I'm totally drawing the blank. Well, Mr. Bill, okay, uh-huh. um, created by uh, that's not this isn't the person who created him. It was performed by that guy. Mr. Well, Mr. Bill, the, oh, no, you know, mm-hmm. from that guy. Okay, so that was from, that's conceived in, um, Peter, is that who it is? No, that's not who it the fuck is. They don't have the guys credited here, which is, like, fucking annoying. annoying. Well, it was, like, originally from, um, the guy who did the skits of, like, you know, uh like shark, shark discrimination yeah guy? yeah oh okay you know, yeah i know what you're talking about and um 
whatever. I'm like Googling and talking at the same time. I can't Google and talk at the same time. But like he uh, did like, you know, lo-fi skits and stuff. And, and we yeah. like, and it was like some dude in our neighborhood that videotaped doing these and like, you know, they were available at Blockbuster or wherever, you know, he, he, I guess he just dropped VHS tapes off at the video stores. And, um, it was kind of like a cult thing in our teenage years. And I would say that's what I appreciated. That's what I saw in Conan O'Brien skits, like that same, mm -hmm. like lo-fi aesthetic, like, uh, the like, uh, absurd humor sort of thing. Yeah, I, that's actually, I think that's super accurate. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, all the costumes look like your mom made them, um, which is perfect. They're intentionally stupid. Like, for instance, in the year 2000, flashlight, and then they just throw a blanket over themselves. And, like, um, and then they had the, the um, we should, we should credit the, the singer of that, because that was the Conan O'Brien band. Yeah, it is. Yep. Jimmy Levito. Oh, Gus knows. Jimmy Levito. It, oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he he was the one who, who had the falsetto voice who did the In the Year 2000 um, song. Yeah. And, uh... Actually, recently, I watched a bunch of them. Like, there's... All the different celebrities have them. And it was, it was hilarious because it was, like, in... It was during, uh, it was before the, to the year 2000, and now it's, like... And also, like, they picked a great time, because obviously everyone was, like oh, the year 2000, but, like, we were in the 90s, like, that. that's ridiculous to be, like, well, the year 2000, because, yeah. like, you know, that would be, it's like, like in four years. Yeah. yeah, it's, like, it would be, like, today yeah, being, like, in like, the future. Yeah, in the yeah. future, 2027. Yeah. Like, you know, like, that would be fucking dumb, and it was fucking dumb, but it was great, and it was probably the only time you could actually do that skit, too, because two th the year 2000 just seemed, like, you know, it's we're going into the 21st century it was exciting you know yeah um so that was like a great skit <laughs> um they had uh the insult dog yeah triumph the insult the comic dog. yeah i love triumph and triumph. so stupid and and so stupid <laughs> for me to poop on and like it's so stupid again it was like a dog puppet uh that you know, obviously it was a generic, like, Rottweiler dog puppet. And, uh, they, you know, he had a cigar in his mouth that always, like, fell out. And then there would be, like, a hand that would, like, put it back in. You know, like, shit like that. Um, and Maureen and I, we also, um, audience, we used to redraw, like, Conan O'Brien skits. Because we drew comics back and forth to each other in high school. And we loved the Conan skits so much, we would, like, redraw, redraw them. Um, one I distinctly remember because I drew it was, uh, pig stalking. And oh my God, I love <laughs> And they actually had a real pig for this too, which was great. But like, it would be like, so this woman sitting in her living room watching TV and there's a window on the side of her and then like a pig jumps up and is like looking in the window and then she like starts to feel like she's being watched. So she looks over and, and the, the pig goes down and it's not there anymore and so she's like okay and then she turns and looks at the tv and then the pig pops up again right so <laughs> i mean they just do this for like five minutes dude so stupid. <laughs> it's a whole skit um anyway i love that one i redid it you redid one 
There was like a strip tease one, but you redrew it with cigarettes. It was like a peep show. Oh. But I yeah, forget. I remember the cigarette peep show thing. Yeah, but I forget how um, they did it on Conan. Oh, well. Yeah, I don't know. But it's weird because pig stalking and then shark discrimination, which was the guy from Delco, like mm-hmm. really go together in my mind. Because it's just oh, like yeah. that, that image of like this stupid fucking like puppet or like this stupid costume just like looking in like the window. <laughs> Um, and I used to love, uh, him, he would do, this is real early Conan. He would do his, um, the Arnold Schwarzenegger videos, you know, the videos where they had the celebrity's face and it was cut out, but they would have like a, the person's lips in there and oh, they, okay, yeah. they did like the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now I, I have to play one. I'm going to have to like look that up. You don't remember that one? That was like, that was like really early. Um, and like he like stopped doing it too it was like really early they did it get ready for a ad hold on oh did you just fart again you're always farting first of all Okay, it's funnier if you can see it. <laughs> yeah, I but I remember I remember what that looks like. Yeah, I remember those. Um, yeah, and they did those like all the time and again with like the low five. It was it's just like the face and seeing the mouth, you know, be it, and it was just so stupid. It was good. There is there's a masturbating bear. That's like a oh pop. my god, yeah, I remember that. Um, but like yeah, then there like the the I can't I wish I remembered like all the one off skits like mostly I only remember because I literally drew it. Um, well, I always remember. Um, he's protected from three inch bees tonight. He's protected from three inch bees. All right, and it's literally <laughs> a guy with like. Somehow, like, suspended around him. It's not, like, the, you know, like, the small mesh that you need to be protected from bees. It's, like, chicken wire. So, it's, like, he's got this, like, chicken wire around him. And then he's got these stupid bees, like, yes, like, (laughs) on, like, yeah, like, like, suspended around him, like, from the chicken wire. And they're, like, huge three-inch bees. Like, again, almost, like, I made it. Yes, and that's... (laughs) Oh my god, that's so good. No, it's good. Um, no, see, I love that shit. Um, and I'm like, I'm searching now, and like, nobody gets it. Nobody's in early Conan because I'm like best Conan O'Brien sketches and uh, sketches, and there's nobody's in early Conan. They're all like, you know, reset. Anyway, um, let's see. Maybe this BuzzFeed article written by Chatbot will know. 
Butterscotch yeah. Clown. Butterscotch the Clown. Uh, I don't remember Butterscotch the Clown. Okay. Creepy Cameraman. I remember Creepy Cameraman. They're not like actually playing them, so I can't see them. There's a sketch where he's uh, riding along, riding with um, Tom Cruise in a car. Let's see. Okay, Conan O'Brien here, and uh, this is legendary. I'm in this London, is TBS time. And I'm in a car, and it's outfitted with cameras. This is past our time, and we didn't watch this coming. I'm about to meet a pretty big star. We're gonna have a little adventure. Conan. Hey! Tom! Yeah. I love it! Yeah! Good man! Fantastic! Good man! This wasn't Tom Cruise! Oh this is very exciting. This is incredible! Oh, I please start talking about Adderall. We got cameras in the car. Are we gonna do. We're, we're gonna do carpool karaoke, right? No! This is That's actually uh, that's James Corden. Oh, I love he Corden. Yeah, yeah, he's oh good. Oh my god, and the we're, karaoke thing is. It's incredible. It's great. We're gonna do that? No, no, oh, that's okay. his thing. You can't do that. That's his okay. thing. So he oh. he, he, he oh, does that. See, I just want to say what's really funny there. You could tell Conan thinks it's gay. He's like, no, we're not going to do that. No, no. That's a coffee. We're going to go get coffee. We're going to talk about comedy. <laughs> no, that's sad. That's sad. That? Comedians in cars getting caught. That's Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I met him. Yeah. Fantastic. I love that guy. We're going to do that. Genius. That guy's genius. Uh, we're going to do that. No, that's his thing. We we don't do that. Okay. Well, because if it's someone else's thing, you can't do that. Well, you don't want to do it if it's really? someone else's thing. Let's do. Check this out. Yeah. Just check this out. Okay. We're going to blow up the internet. You want to blow up the internet? Yes. Let's blow up. Want to blow up the internet? Yes. I want to do I it. Love to do it. It's going to rock your world. <laughs> check this out. All right. Everyone else has done bells and whistles. Yeah. They get in the car and they do some good. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Okay. It's fun. Fun. Yeah. But okay. Cool. Sure. But my thing, Tom. Yeah, because my thing is, we take it back to basics. Okay, basics, good. We take like it back basics. to basics. Let's listen to this. Yeah, we just drive. <laughs> we just drive. <laughs> <laughs> mind blower, right? We're just we're gonna two guys just trying to drive. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I, Amazing. Yeah. You could just drive around. Yeah. Okay, look, you This is a whole new level. Okay. This I'm is a whole new look, level. I'm, take me. Take okay. me there. All right, take me there. Alright. Gonna drive. I'm a little I'm have you driven on the this side of the road? Never driven in the United Kingdom before. <laughs> so, oh yeah, he's driving on the wrong side. Okay. Yeah. You feel uh you yeah. feel okay about this? <laughs> Pretty good. I didn't really sleep since I got off the plane. So groggy. This is why she Damn wasn't it. losing weight. Fucking ads. Fucking ads. Uh, this is like an... Uh, wait, how much... This is like an 11-minute thing. I'm going to watch this later. Okay. But I don't want to, like, do the whole thing on here, because that's probably not... Um, actually, it's probably more entertaining than our podcast, but still. Right. We, we might get sued. Well, you can't see it, though. Yeah, well, you, you, you weren't getting the effect. I Good point. Um, well, no, I still thought Conan was funny on his podcast, but he's definitely... Um, a performer like that it's really adds to it to like see his face and like his gestures and the way like things that he does definitely 
um, he's a live performer. Would you not? Do you agree with me? Oh, I definitely. It's like facial expressions. Um, oh, we got we got a uh, message in our podcast mail. What did it say? Uh, hello, I represent Free Trade Entertainment, and we are hosting the Great Media Comic Con at the Media Community Center on May 20th, and we are looking for local Delco support to help raise awareness for the event. I was wondering if you'd be interred in helping promote this event on media, on social media. Thanks for your time. Uh, are you interred? Well, no, yeah, I they messed up. They they meant to. They should have done interested, and then they spelled social media s o c a i l. So social oh, media, yeah. So like in typical Delco fashion, it sounds like a total shit show. And uh, way to alienate everyone, cunt. Anyway, let's see. Yeah, you want two hosts, from, two hosts from Delco to like promote your thing. You obviously. This is going to suck. Scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I'm envisioning us with, like, at, like, one of those, like, fold-out tables, like, with, like, a big sign behind us, two hoes from Delco. Like, yeah, that would go... I can't even find it on social media. I can't even find it on the internet. No wonder they're, like, fucking writing two hoes from Delco on fucking SoundCloud to promote their thing. Media, here, Great Media, Pennsylvania. Because I'm sure, I think they don't mean great, I don't think they mean media as in media, I think they mean media, Pennsylvania. That's what my question was going to be, like, are they talking about the fact that we're, like, talking over, like, a medium of communication, or are they talking about, yes, media, Pennsylvania, 19063? I I mean, I imagine, (laughs) I think it's media, Pennsylvania, because... Oh, shout out to you for knowing the zip code. Um, I live there. <laughs> you lived in media? Oh, your parents do. Whatever. Yeah. You you never really lived there. Yes, I did. I lived there for years after college. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess you I did. I lived there right after I graduated. I lived there for a while. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I forgot. But, you know. Okay. I'm just saying. I don't know. I didn't know the zip code. Um, I did. Let's see. Uh, media Pennsylvania. May 20th. I'll even put the date in. It's May 20th, 2023. Let's see any fucking information about this. Okay, I found it. I think... No, this is in Trenton. 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 Oh, that's it. Trenton. I, I say Trenton. Like, Trenton. Is, is there any... I don't say tre- tre- Trenton. Trenton. Trenton, I'm going to Trenton, New Jersey. Stratton. Stratton. <laughs> <sighs> um. All right, let me see here. I cannot even find this shit show. Um, let me look up projangers and wall hangers. What the fuck is? What is this? Oh, this is an actual podcast. Oh. Um, okay, it's a Philly-based media network, home of Triforce, Spoiler Alert, and Lugnuts Podcast, and a media affiliation with the Black Opionated Podcast, a.k.a. The Bop. Join the media network. 
Oh, okay. So, all right. Um, well, now that you've made fun of them, I'm sure they're so interested. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I definitely... I definitely think they have a great um, name of their podcast, Perjangers and yeah. Wallhangers. Yeah. Um, I'll have to I'll have to listen to it. They're professionals. Yeah, they I have microphones. Been, you said they're professionals. Yeah, they have microphones. Oh, well, that's not for us then. I I don't know what they. Oh, okay. It looks like they're like a gamer podcast. They oh, talk about cool. games. So like your your husband would like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I could read their about page. Wow, they have a website and an about page and everything. Uh, which is just about the people on the podcast. I don't know. I guess they it looks they talk about games. So uh, yeah, so, so not really competition to us, so we can like them. Is what you're saying? No, I don't like them. Like, the one guy is, like, wearing a fedora. Like, that's, like, an automatic just no. That's an automatic no for you? Yeah. I mean, uh, I just, I this weekend, I watched uh, Bones and All. Uh, do you know what this movie is? You don't. I don't know what this movie is. Okay, so this movie is, it's directed by Luca Gakataka. It's a... I don't know how to say their name. Luca Guadagnino. It's a it's an Italian film director. He he is an Italian film director. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, uh, it's a man. He he's he seems pretty based. I think he wants to be known as a man. Pronouns pronouns he him. Anyway, um, it's a a horror movie that is a love story about. There's like the there there's like it, it's based on a young adult novel, so it there's these species of people who are cannibals and they're kind of like vampires, like they are born with this condition where they have to eat people in order to stay alive and they have this like hunger like a vampire would for blood like they can't yeah. they can't function unless they eat a person which is like a right. problematic thing to be born with obviously. And they're kind of tortured souls, tortured people. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the protagonist is this young girl that we follow, <clears throat> and she on her 18th birthday, uh, her dad leaves her because he's been trying to keep her from eating people and being her father for 18 years. And they move from town to town. They obviously they live in extreme poverty because he can't ever keep a job because everywhere they move, his daughter ends up eating someone. Mm-hmm. And uh, but like once she turns 18, he kind of is like, all right, I did my best. So now, yeah. you know, so that's what he does. He leaves her, but he leaves her with a birth certificate and like as much as he knows about her condition as possible on a, on a tape. Now, this takes place in the 80s, this movie. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so she then decides that she's going to go find her mom because she has a birth certificate and, like, find out more about, like, why she is the way she is. And then on her way, she meets other people, and they're called eaters. That's what they call themselves. And apparently they smell different than humans, and they're able to sniff each other out. But, like, uh, my favorite part was, and they're they're creepy people. 
because obviously if you're like prone to like want to eat people, you're going to be like a, a creepy ass person. Um, and, the, and most, and it seems like the eaters lifestyle is a nomad type of lifestyle because you have to move from town to town, you know, cause you're going to eat someone eventually. Um, and she first meets this eater at an abandoned bus station and it's this older man is played by Mark Rylance and it's like an incredible performance. It's like the creepiest, best performance ever. Like I'm still thinking about it. I watched this movie like on Friday and I'm still like mesmerized by this, this, this actor's performance. Um, and he's like this creepy old guy. He has like a Southern jaw kind of accent and he's like, I smelled you out. And he has a kind of like a high pitch to his voice. Oh, it's so good. He's so good. And um, so, but I'm just back to the fedora. It, he wear, he's wearing a fedora. And I was like, this is so good. That goes, that's what I, the vibe you get from dudes who wear a fedora is like this like underlying, like creepy element to them. Right? I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like perfect. And then she meets, so Timothy Chalamet is in the movie. And she meets him. And obviously that's where the love story is between those two. And he's an eater as well. That they smell each other out. So he's an eater as well. So they have that in common. They like to eat people and they fall in love. Mm -hmm. And she, when she meets him, like, yeah, he he wears a fedora and I'm just like, it's just like, I definitely see a thread here. I'm, I'm just saying. Why do you have the eaters when you see a fedora? No. Yeah. You know, they're an eater. Um, but yeah, it was a really, it's a very beautiful like film. It's very pretty and it is gory obviously cause they're cannibals, but somehow the gore isn't that bad. And the other thing I would say, which I don't like about it is like, it's a love story, but there's really no graphic sex in it at all. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like they like kiss uh, maybe a couple times. And even the way they kiss is like peckish. It's not like, um, whatever. Like I, like I was kind of like, Oh, they're like fucking like, I was kind of like confused because there's literally it's like no passion. Yeah. And I was like, maybe yeah. it's the actors. Um, maybe it's because like, to me, like, Timothy Chalamet is not sexual to me because he's like a twink. Like, he is so skinny. Oh, my God. And, mm -hmm. like, she's, like, definitely very... There's something prepubescent about her as well. So, to me, oh. maybe that's part of it. He was like, I can't have these two fucking on screen because it's not right. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was part of it. Um, I mean, you would think, like, they're cannibals. You would think they would have, like really passionate sex scenes oh yeah well and i would say the most i don't want you i don't want to give the this is too early of a movie to like say anything but there is a passionate scene and it's at the end and i think that was like the most passionate scene of the like between the two actors um but th again mark rylance oh my fucking god this guy was so fucking good in this movie uh, I love well, yeah, it. Yeah, I rented it on Amazon. Um, mm -hmm. So, and it's not like one of those new movies that costs like twenty dollars to rent. It costs like <coughs> it costs like six bucks. Oh, nice. Well, do because I have Amazon Prime. I yeah, like yeah, you can rent it on Prime for six bucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should totally watch it. You would, you would really like it. I think uh, it's right up your alley. 
And so like, a, I like those kind of books. Like I, if in my twenties, I went through like a big young adult novel time, and like I read yeah. everything, like every like vampire one. Like oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like that, but it's, they're cannibals, which I think is yeah. a very interesting, um, like, turn on that. I, that's what, I like mm-hmm. that, too, because they're not, it's confusing. Like, you, their, their mythos is not figured out at all. It's like, what? They're, there's people who are eaters. They're like vampires. Like, do they get younger? They don't get younger from eating people because there's old mm-hmm. eaters. Mm-hmm. So it's just. That's it's just what they need to eat, yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, I definitely want to watch it. Yeah, and Timothy Chalamet, like, people are like, oh, he's so hot or whatever. I mean, I, I'm, like, too old for him, but, like... I feel like both He's so skinny. I've never been into twinks. Never. Um, but I will say this, like, he is... There is an attractiveness to him. He has an enigmatic... Why can I say it? Enigmatic? Yes. Say it again, please. Enigmatic. Enigmatic. I can't say it. Enigmatic. Yeah, I'm looking at his pictures. Yeah, he's got a very beautiful face, and it's a very delicate. Well, face. oh, and you should know he's in Dune. You watched that movie. He's, yeah. He's no, and Paul actually, Trades. you know what's really funny? Carl, like, fuck, he he hated it. Like, he was like, this guy just like looks like a little girl. He was like, how's that like the main character? You know, like how's he supposed? To well, be you know, it's strong like military guy. In the movie, in the book, he's effeminate too, though. In the book, he's like a slight, a, a slight build, Paul Atreides. That's how he is. He's a twin. I mean, he's a I, twink hero. That's the. <laughs> he's a twink he's sci-fi a hero. Paul Atreides um, is written that way. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm looking at a picture of him wearing actually pearls, and then this sweater that I would wear. It's fucking adorable. <laughs> it's like gray and black, and has like big parts on it. And then there's like a little skeleton guy. It's like really cute. But yeah, I, I definitely feel it. like he's wearing leather pants. I'm super into it because I'm into that. Like mm-hmm. I like that. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, yeah, it's definitely found that looking. Uh, yeah, and I yeah, so I see. I don't find him attractive, but I think he is attractive, and there is something mm-hmm. very alluring about his face mm-hmm. and like his yeah, presence on screen. He's he's really got a really great like movie star kind of presence. So. Um, not knocking Timothy Chalamet, just, I feel more like he would be like my son or some shit vibes. I'm getting just too, I'm too old for, for him. So I, if it were real life, yes. And I met him, like, I would think he was like a very pretty young man. Like, I yeah. Because like, he looks too boyish. But yeah. when I was 20 years old, that's what I would have gone for. Yeah. Even when I was 20, I wouldn't have gone for a oh, twink. Wow. I was never into twinks. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, it has nothing to do with Conan O'Brien, but well, Conan O'Brien's kind of a twink. I, I was just going to say that. <laughs> and actually like, you know, I, I find Conan O'Brien, I had a crush on Conan O'Brien in high school. Um, I have a crush on his personality. I don't think he's good looking, but I have a crush on him as a person. Oh no. Yeah. I like pale Irish dudes. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. I have a <clears throat> Irish dude. Um, I'm into pale Irish dudes. Yeah, I'm good. Like redheads, though. Yeah, I guess he doesn't seem that redheaded. Um, I don't really like redheads, so that's that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Conan. Sorry, all redheads. 
Yeah, all, well, yeah, and I, I, I mean, I, appre- I like redheads. I appreciate they're always the bad guys in movies and, like, superhero stuff, um, which is funny, which is just funny. And that they have this, like, yeah, scapegoast. It's, it's by Yeah. <laughs> like, so I appreciate. Actually, that's, like, that, like, kind of dynamic is what adds to Conan O'Brien's comedy. It's the fact that he's yeah. like a, he like and he constantly is self-deprecating his own looks like that's like a big part of it. Um, I will say this uh, in the behind the scenes documentary, he always did his own makeup. So really, yeah, that's very down to earth of him. <laughs> yeah. No, it's probably honestly it's probably like control thing. Oh, good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one else can do it as good as him. Yeah. Probably always fucks it up, so now he's got to do it himself. Um, there was this funny part of the documentary. I almost felt bad for him, like the way his tour was booked. He was booked to announce uh, musicians at this like rap reggae festival. Yeah. And like he thought he was just gonna do like an introduction, and they get there, and it turns out he was introducing every act of the show from like eight a.m. eight p.m. to like one a.m. And he doesn't know anything about rap or reggae, like this shit. Like he's like, who booked this? And he he ridiculous. It was so random, and he was legitimately pissed off because he was really tired, and he was just like, okay, but like he did it, and he like fucking killed it, like. And then they were like kept joking about it, like after the show, like he's on the plan, and he he's on the plane, and I don't know, he's like. You know, introdu- intru- introducing Mad Dog, like, or some shit. Like, he was, like, um, he kept on, he kept the act up, like, through the night. It was, like, really funny. Um, so, that was, you know. It's just, I guess, like, you just have to take it. I would say the documentary, like, yeah, it really soured me. But I think you do have to take it, like, he was going through, like, probably the lowest point in his career at that point in time. So, uh, you know. Well, interesting. Yeah, I don't think you should watch it. I mean, I, I'll see. Um, Maybe I will at the point, but I'm not going to seek it out probably because it sounds really fucking depressing. The other movie I watched this this uh, weekend was Triangle of Sadness. What's that? <clears throat> well, that was, um, that was, it's, okay, so it's a three-act film. And if, and it's, it starts off with like, it's like a, uh, model couple. So it's a male model and a female model who are a couple They're And you can, they're as insufferable as you can imagine. Um, they are, they're wealthy, but they're not like super wealthy. Um, like, because she's like an influencer, which is kind of like, you know, you are making money, but like really you're just being given like free shit all the time, you know? And um, male models, like, I can't imagine how much, like, I feel like there's no superstar male models. I don't think that could be, like, a real career. Like, you know, like, there's superstar female models, but, like, I never am, like, oh, that guy, he's, like, whatever, you know? So that's what I feel like Zoolander's about, like. Oh, yeah. I actually never saw Zoolander. I need to watch it. I know. That's crazy. Um, I find Ben Stiller obnoxious. I know. I really need to watch it. I know. 
It's yeah. fucked up. I should watch it. But, like, I had this, like, Ben Stiller... I was a Ben Stiller hater in the 90s. Like, for instance, oh, I... Oh, well, yeah, then... No, well, like, I loved Reality Bites, whatever, mm-hmm. um, but I did not like There's Something About Mary, which was, like, I feel like that was peak Ben Miller, you know. Ben Stiller? Ben Stiller, sorry. Um, whatever. And everyone was like, there's something about I Mary. Like, did you like that movie? Yeah, I loved it. I didn't, th- I didn't hate it, but I didn't think it was as funny as, like, it was, like, you know, presented as. Yeah. I was more a Michael Myers fan. Um, anyway, not a big fan of There's Something About Mary. So then when Zoolander came out, I was like, I'm not even bother watching it. So I didn't. Yeah. And, uh, but I think I should. Anyway. You should. It doesn't really, I don't think, hold up today. I was actually talking recently with some younger people at work. Um, I don't know. I guess they were, I, I guess a lot of them didn't know about it. Like, it's passe in a lot of ways, but it's, I still think it's hilarious. Like, I think he's hilarious in it. Um, I think it's a good movie. Okay, I'll check it out. Um, it's a good, um, it's like, it is, it is peak Ben Stiller, it's peak all of those actors. It's right. great. Um, I always see memes of it still, to this day. People meme it yeah, still. Yeah, that's true, there are still a lot of memes. Um, it's great. So, I... Uh, anyway, there's, so back to the, yeah, so it's, it's a, these people are trying to be wealthy, but they're kind of precarious, their wealth. And, um, so that's the first act. They need to look wealthier than they are, probably. Right, exactly. So, they're, so that's the first act. The second act of the film, you're on, we're on this, like, $250 million yacht. And it's, like, an exclusive, exclusive cruise for uber wealthy people. Um, which is basically, so the clientele on the, on the lot, on the yacht are basically super old people. Um, because, which I thought was interesting because in the sense of like who has the wealth and it's like wealthy people are, are nine times out of 10 really old people, which I thought was funny. And then, so there's like pretty much all old people and then this young model couple and they're there because she's an influencer and got like a free cruise. So that's even yeah. why they're there. Um, and anyway, so, you know, there's like hijinks about, you know, wealthy people sucking. And, and there's like, you know, the two parts of the ship, which are the wait staff and the wealthy people. And there's dramas happening on both sides of that, whatever. Um, and then... Like, I would say the funniest part of it, this movie is supposed to be a comedy. Um, it's like a dark comedy. And um, the funniest part of it was probably when they, uh, Woody Harrelson's in it. He's the captain of the ship. Oh, okay. um, and then there's like, a, there's this storm happens and like, you're almost like, is this ship going to crash in this storm? Because Woody Harrelson's the captain and he's completely wasted. He is a, he's a drunk. And, uh, they have this like captain's dinner, but everyone gets seasick and starts throwing up everywhere. So it turns into this like just absolute chaos of like wealthy people throwing up on each other and like just absolutely disgusting. And, um, it's funny to watch like the wait staff, like they're totally fine and they, but they still have to like clean up all the throw up and shit. Um, and there's like toilets are exploding and there's shit going down the hallways. It's just like, 
this $250 million yacht just turns into, like, this cesspool of, like, vomit and shit that these wealthy oh people are, like, swimming around in. It's, like, quite disgusting. Um, and then on top of that, the captain of the ship is drunk, and he's got the intercom, and he's, like, reading, like, Marxism over Marx Karl Marx <laughs> over the intercom. So it was kind of, like, really hits you over the head of, like, you know how wrong capitalism is and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, and which is funny, but it's like, I kind of thought it was like just kind of clubbing me over the head with it and a, to a point where I was just like, Jesus Christ, like this is, this is dumb anyway. And then, so you think that's where the boat crashes, but no, the next morning calm after the storm, there's a pirate ship, you know, of like, you know, South Africans or, or Africans, um, black people marine um that come and take over the ship they bomb the ship and then the ship goes down and pretty much everyone on the ship dies except for the, some core rich old people the young the young model couple and um the manager of the servant staff and then the uh a filipino filipino uh pino a uh, Filipino uh, uh, house cleaner. Well, no, she's a maid, whatever. Why can't I think of, like... They call her, like, ma like manager of toilet operations or some shit like that. Which is just kind of, like, it's, like, really degrading. Like, you can't even just call her a cleaning staff. Like, you have to say she's, like, executive of toilet operations. I don't know. It's, like, really... I was kind of, like, that really hit you over the head, too. Yeah. that that was her title um and and so anyway so that's the group but so they get on the island and so it turns out that like they're on this abandoned island and the rich people of course can't do shit they don't know how to survive right yeah. and the only person who knows how to build a fire and fish procure food is the uh filipino her name's abigail is Abigail, the house cleaner, the uh, boat cleaner, whatever the fuck, maid. She's the only one who knows how to do everything. So at first, the manager of, on the boat of the servants tries to be like, so and like tries to be like, um, take control of her since she's like the one who has the value of the group and tries to manage her. But she like goes off on her and is like, no. I'm in charge now because I know how to do everything. And basically she, she turns into a sadist, like sadomasochist, and like she doesn't enslave the group, but she domesticates the men and then like, and is in charge of everyone. And then she takes on the male model as a sex slave. Like okay. by, by feeding him pretzels. So like he gets pretzels and he has to like fuck her for the pretzels. So like, and he like totally plays into it because he's this like shallow, like pathetic type of mm -hmm. person. But, and then like, and it's kind of funny because, you know, at the beginning of the film, when they were on the boat, she was like, uh, like, you know, telling the maid that to come to come back later she was like yelling at the maid to come back later to change their sheets and then now 
like she's fucking her boyfriend. So it's kind of funny. But it's also kind of like, I don't know, it's dumb. And then it turns out there's a private resort on the island all along. And then the maid doesn't want... Yeah, and the maid doesn't want them to know about it because she's now in this powerful... Yeah, she has this, like, powerful position. She doesn't want to give it up, so... And it kind of leaves on that note. Like, um, yeah, it's dumb. I didn't really like it. So I'm glad I wasted everyone's time to explain a movie I didn't like. (laughs) Um, you sh- oh, but you know you should listen to Perjangers and Wallhangers, everybody. We uh, we that's a way better podcast. Marines yawning. We okay. Closing thoughts on Conan O'Brien. Let's close this up because I have to clean my house. So you said you gotta clean your house. Yeah, I have to clean my house. I have to do my chores. Yeah, I do. Marine, you know you got your shit to do. Closing thoughts on Conan O'Brien. Um, I, I do love Conan O'Brien, and yeah, he definitely is, like, a main part of my development as far as my sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, I like Conan O'Brien, too. I actually, I forgot about this, but, like, um, I used, when I, I did this, like, reject art show, and it was at the same time. Conan O'Brien, uh, like, was going, was having to end his show, and it was, like, oh, it was right there. Oh, and this is, like, yeah, this was, like, his, um, closing line when he his closing thought on when he left the Conan O'Brien show and it was it's uh nobody in life gets exactly what they thought they were going to get but if you work really hard and you're kind amazing things will happen wow he he should listen to himself (laughs) because he was not kind (laughs) yeah he was talking about Andy Richter when he when he thought of this quote um, okay, so that concludes our episode on Conan O'Brien, and uh, we'll we'll be back in like a month or so with another episode of Two Hoes from Delco, yeah. and uh, I'll see you in Wawa. You at the come and go. Um, I I lost my shit. I lost my pace here. Podcast. Podcast. Do do do. Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Oh, yeah, it's a four house on the hill. Two house. Two house. Don't roll your skirt too short. Everybody's gonna wanna be up in that shorts.